folks and welcome to another episode of the Snowy's Camping Show. You are here as usual with Ben and Lauren and today we are talking about fuel storage options for camping. But before we get into it, if you haven't subscribed, do so please wherever you listen to your podcast, favourite podcasts and also uh, through YouTube if you're with us on YouTube as well. You can also jump into Facebook. Uh, We have the Snowy's Camping Show group on Facebook where we get feedback from you guys about the episodes, things you want to hear us discuss in the future and if you've got any questions and things like that. Um, So, fuel storage options for camping. Yep. This is a cool topic, I reckon. Is it it a cool topic? Well, yeah, maybe. I think it (laughs) is. It's a cool topic for you. I always get a bit lost in the weights and consumptions and stuff and and you can go down a right rabbit hole in, you you know, fuel consumption and stuff. Uh, And I I don't think we touch on how many litres per 100 kilometres a car is using and that sort of thing because you'll get every opinion under the sun. Everyone's just trying to be more efficient than the next Mm -hmm. person. Totally. At the end of the day, let's just assume you're going to use fuel Mm-hmm. When you when you're traveling and you're going to need to refill that fuel, so I think enough said on that topic, and everyone else can say how much um, how much consumption they get. But totally. I've already gone off on a tangent. This but- episode's going to probably appeal to more four wheel drivers and people who are doing yeah. long, long trips yep. or trips where they are literally going into the sticks um, yep. for periods of time as well. It's not so relevant for your weekend campers and things like that. No. Um, but realistically, how much fuel should you carry? <laughs> well, we were just looking at some stats and there's things out there that say, and we'll touch on carrying fuel inside and outside yeah. of the car, but it, and all that we'll say here today is based on our research. We're not authorities on the topic, so please do check with your local totally. reg- regulatory board or regulatory mm-hmm. organisations mm-hmm. on what you're legally allowed to carry. Mm-hmm. This is what we found out in our research and certainly be great to open up this conversation to all of our listeners and, and yeah. maybe even people out there who who can, you know, clear some things up because every mm. forum's got a different opinion. But it seems like you can carry up to 250 litres of fuel in your car. Well, not in your car, yeah. sorry, on your car. It's got to be in jerry cans or something ridiculous like that. It's a stupid amount of fuel. That, that came from, just as a point of reference, it came from the Queensland, I think, Department of Transport, their website or whatever, something I've also along seen those lines. It on RACQR, all, all, a lot yeah. of- Sites, so, so there obviously is something around that. Number. That's right. That is a lot of. We fuel. were just like, why like the if, heck if would you, you want to carry two hundred and fifty liters of fuel? Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I just did some maths. That's like right, twelve twenty liter jerry cans. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you know I love maths. But yeah, you love maths. liters of diesel is a bit over two hundred kilos. Like yeah, that, and, and I'm assuming that's on top of the fuel you've already got in the car. Um, it's not clear on that. I didn't look into it in that much detail. Mm. But Well, it, it specifies, specifically states that you can't carry more than 250 litres of fuel, like petrol, ethanol, et cetera, et cetera, in jerry cans. Which so suggests- It spe- specifies jerry cans, which to me suggests that your fuel tank isn't counted in that, that um, legislation. Yeah. Which it's, is crazy. It's a lot of fuel. I mean, I, I've got, I've had a, I've had two patrols in my lifetime and my old one had a long range fuel tank and I did take a jerry can with me on some trips, mm-hmm. didn't really need it. Yeah. So I think I could take up to 250 litres in the long range tank. I'm not even touching on GVM just yet. We'll get into that shortly. Yeah, totally. Um, but that got me, I mean, I could, I could probably leave Adelaide and, you know, roll into Alice Springs on, mm. on the fumes left in the tank. But I had plenty of other refill options at, at Cooperpedia and, and a lot of other places in between there. Mm. 
So I would carry a jerry can, but in reality, I didn't actually need it mm. because I had fuel, Other fuel stations in between. Well, I guess that's important as well when you're planning a trip and you need to work out how much fuel you're going to take is mm. check how many fuel stops you've got. Check, you know, because you might not actually need to carry it ultimately. Yep. Yeah. But also fuel consumptions and things like that can vary depending on your load and your terrain and all of that sort of stuff. So taking that into consideration is important too. Yeah. If you're doing a lot of sand driving and a lot Mm. of high rev driving, then you do need to maybe do a little more research around how much your car is likely to use over and above hot. Because highway driving obviously is, I won't say litre per hundred kilometres, but um, it's barely consistent on highway driving, how much you get and you can work out. You know, if you leave here and you highway from here to here, mm. how many litres you're going to use. But if it's sand driving, how many attempts have you got to cross big red and that sort of thing, chewing yeah. up fuel to get over that, you're going to use more. So you're probably going to have to take extra fuel there. But then there's consideration around I'm going to load up on extra fuel and by loading up on extra fuel, I'm using extra fuel to cart that extra fuel. Totally. Catch-22 there's, style. There's, there's some mm. balance in the middle there that kind of gets you through, I suppose, or A, getting through, but also peace of mind knowing that, you, you're safe enough to get through. Would you carry fuel in a jerry can just as a just-in-case? Is I that ha- something you would ever do? I have done before, but for the most part, I've not done trick treks. I've not done a Simpson crossing trek, I, I yeah. should say that, um, a Simpson desert crossing, sorry. Um, so I can't sort of lay claim to that length of trip mm. without, um, without fuel stops. But most of my trips I've had – the outback tracks where you pay more for fuel, mm-hmm. but I've had fuel stops on the way. Now I've also, I've, I've kind of weighed up that extra cost of fuel as like I, I would have used extra fuel carrying yeah. the extra weight. So I would it's have interesting that you mentioned that actually, because, and I'm so sorry if you're listening, um, somebody, I can't remember if it was in the Facebook group or the YouTube group, but one of our, um, one of the folks that we've got who tune into our camping show made mm-hmm. a point about that in a previous episode when we talked about, you know, I think it was the budget camping episode. We talked right. about, um, some people choose to fill up fuel in Adelaide when it's really, really cheap and mm-hmm. store it to then take it for their trips because sometimes outback petrol is like, ludicrous in cost but then he made a really good argument for that in that the additional fuel that you burn in carrying all that extra weight and whatever to take that fuel all that way with you on top of the fact that supporting rural service stations and businesses in the outback and things like that is also really important and those fuel stops and fuel stations give you more than just fuel in terms of chatting with locals and feedback from the community and things like that. So that was a really good point to raise, which hadn't really considered before we touched on it in that other episode Yeah, um, and possibly one to consider as well. Yeah, just I think when was, you're planning for your trip. Really, really well put, I think, that comment and yeah. supporting those places that help us get from A to B. If it's suddenly not there, then there's a lot of extra distance to cover to the next one. So, Absolutely. Yeah, mm. yeah. But uh, to answer your question, uh, I have carried fuel in jerry can just in case. Didn't mm-hmm. actually need it. Ended up putting it in the fuel tank as soon as I could to get the weight just down inside the fuel tank, but yeah. didn't actually need it. And I, I've kind of taken this progression back from taking that. I would then carry just an empty jerry can mm-hmm. in the instance that I might need it but I didn't need it. So yep. now I don't I don't carry it. But that's for family type outback touring mm-hmm. where where, you know, Streslecky, Ugnadata, um, Birdsville type trips where you've got fuel stops along the way. Yeah. And you the the road is a known quantity, but it becomes if you're out there bush bashing and, you know, creating, you know, on, on a track that is really sandy, really rough, requires a lot of extra um, you know, 
maybe snatch strap, help across river crossings and those sort of things. You're going to use more fuel. So, yeah, yeah you do need to consider it in that instance, but consider where it's going to be carried. And I reckon the safest place if you need to carry the extra fuel um, regularly is mm-hmm. by getting a long-range fuel tank because that way it's all in one heavy-duty fuel tank yeah. low down in your vehicle. If you need to carry it in jerry cans, um, there are rules around where you can and can't carry a jerry can. I mm. think, once again, it's got to be out of impact zones. Um, roof rack is an obvious place to go to, but then have a think about so heavy. the dynamics of your vehicle and the weight of that on, yeah. on the roof. If you talk about weight, actually, I touched on it before, 250 litres of diesel weighing about 200 kilos, but uh, diesel weighs, we've got some stats in front of us. Yeah. Uh, don't quote us exactly on these, but ballpark about uh, 830 grams per kilogram. Uh, per litre. <laughs> <per liter. laughs> uh, and petrol about 750 um Cramps. <laughs> 0.75. I'm trying to convert. Have you had a coffee this morning? No, I need another one. I'm trying to convert what's written here. Yeah. Different kilograms to, to uh, anyway, it's yeah. 0.75 kilograms per litre. So yes. it's not quite as heavy as water, but it's still pretty heavy. So 20, yeah. you know, 20 kilogram or 20 litre. I'm all muddled up. Okay. A 20 litre jerry can on the roof petrol, with the weight of the, like, weight what, of the jerry can as well. Kilos or something. Probably, yeah, then you've got, you got the weight of the jerry can as well. So it's probably yeah. it's probably rounded off 20, 20 kilos. kilos. So mm. um, add a few of those up the top, it's it's a fair bit. So yeah. D- and diesel apparently is less volatile and there's not as much legislation or stuff around whether or not you can carry that in your car. Yeah, I think check once again. Check. Regular, reg, uh, you know, with the Because I don't the think we could find any real definitive information about that, could we? Not not something that we want to say, yes, this is yeah. right, that's not. And I guess these things yeah. can change too. But it looks like diesel is less volatile. Mm. It's, it's not as refined. So it's not classed as a, um, I can't think of the word, like it's not a um, volatile, as volatile or as explosive or something. Mm. So it can be carried inside a vehicle mm. under certain amounts. Yeah. Um, whereas petrol is more sort of volatile, so there's more chance of that vapor or, or something becoming explosive as well if it does leak. Yeah. So yeah, petrol is a uh, diesel is a little um, easier to sort of transport than, than petrol. It's not as you not talked as dangerous. about also lo- you touched on a long range fuel tank before. I'm assuming because I don't know heaps about this sort of stuff. I'm not at like a car buff, but long range fuel tanks would be aftermarket. Usually. Usually. And so if you're looking at a long-range fuel tank versus jerry cans, how much weight would a long-range fuel can – a long range, geez, when both of us are doing bad <laughs> today, well. long range fuel tank yep. add to your vehicle versus jerry cans. Because oh, obviously right. a long range fuel tank, if that's going to be heavier, it's there 100% of the time versus jerry cans, which you can add in case you need them. Yeah, you sort of done you here. You bring everything back to weight, yeah. Now, don't well, this, you? Yeah, you have. You've you. made you've tarnished me. Made me think about weight and all that sort of well, stuff. I mean, obviously, you don't have to fill it up. Like if you just yeah. you know using your car as an everyday vehicle, you obviously don't have to fill up your whole tank. But yeah, I just thought as a consideration, would it be? I think it's a good question, and I don't I don't know what mm. the weight difference would be. Um, it's probably a safe. It might weigh if it weighs a little bit more. It's in a better place for the overall dynamics of the vehicle, anyway. So yeah. my my logic safer around that would be it's it's safer, yeah, a safer place to store it. It's probably a an upgraded tank on top of the one that potentially comes with the vehicle anyway. It's made for the purpose of yeah. outback travel, so it's probably made tough, mm. and it it's just an 
everything's stored in the one simple you don't have to think about it not extra stuff yeah Yeah. and and your fuel gauge on your car although Mm. i think my long range fuel tank it sort of it took a long time to get off of empty because it was still at the same setting the factory was at or something so it just sat on full for like i don't know how many hundred kilometers before it finally started to come down so that was on my old car you've got a note here that your uh standard petrol tank in your current patrol Gets yeah. you about 800 Ks off the tank. Very loose, very loose. But uh, that's what I worked on. old with. patrol that had a long-range tank in it got you around about 1,000. You could probably add about or maybe even a little bit more than okay. that. You could add two to 400 Ks depending on how you're driving and what okay. direction the winds are at and yep. what condition the tyres are in, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, totally. Um, so many yeah. variables, but that's but interesting. 800 Ks, like what, what is it across the country? It's about 3,000 from, from bottom to top, I think. I don't know, like Adelaide to Melbourne, for example, isn't that like 712 or something? Yeah, so let's just say it's 300. So it's, I think it's about 1,500 k's to Alice Springs. I should know this because I drove it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you live there? You lived there for ages. I should know this. Yeah. Um, So let's just say it's it's 3,000 k's to Darwin and I can get 800 kilometres out of it. I've got like plenty of stops in there to to refill. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Once again, that's highway. If you're suddenly doing, you know, a a rough outback Mm. track, Mm. Then and you're in four wheel drive and it's sandy, then mm. yeah, it's a different consideration. Yeah. But um if I needed more fuel all the time, a long range fuel tank would be my go to yeah. option. It's safe. You're not trying to refill from a jerry can on the side of the road. Um and it's safely stored inside your fuel fuel tank on the on the bottom of your car. I guess it becomes an issue if that fuel tank gets a leak and you're in trouble. But I mean, how many contingencies can you plan for? That's true. I mean, also when you're thinking about when you where you're storing your your jerry cans to spread them out, if possible, because mm. obviously there are limited options to where you can store your fuel tank. Yeah. But if you know maybe you're in a bing or something happens and all your fuel cans are in the same spot, you lose all the fuel that you've taken with you. Yeah, I would think roof rack's probably the best option there with the premise that you've got it on the roof rack, and as soon as you can. You're filling up your main tank, so mm. for the most part, you're carrying empty jerry cans on mm. the roof if you need to carry extra fuel. Um, I suppose maybe you could have some fuel, not like you could have just your emergency fuel up there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, if you've got yeah, other absolutely. fuel on your vehicle, you could just have one on the roof rack. Yeah, yeah, it could be that you've usually if you've got that much fuel, you've left the city and you've got a few k's of highway driving first. So yeah. You know, you've chewed through 20 litres and you get that first 20 litre can into your main fuel tank on yep. the way. But I'm not talking from – I'm only talking from experience with uh, outback roads here um, with sort of some side trips and that sort of thing. And in my experience, I've had enough fuel in my actual fuel tanks to get by. I didn't need the jerry can. So mm. it would be really interesting to hear from uh, any listeners who do more of that outback stuff or find that they have a an ongoing reason for fuel over and above what their factory or, or long-range fuel tank takes yeah. and how they manage that. I think that yeah. would be really useful information for those thinking, do I need extra fuel? Mm. If I do, how am I going to carry it? And, mm. you know, how? what have other people done that, that's useful? Because you can't really – you can read all the guidelines that say this is what you should do, this is what you must do, and everyone's opinion, but it would be good to hear from someone who said, I've done this and this is how I did it and it worked for me. Yeah, totally. In, in X type of car, so yeah, just to give people some guidelines, so you don't end up carrying extra stuff that you don't mm-hmm. need, but at the same time, you don't end up stuck halfway because you've, you know, gone underprepared. Yeah, and yeah. fuel, like fuel storage options, like fuel jerry cans, they need to be specifically for fuel. Yeah, yeah, you can't just sort of 
you know, generally get any jerry can. It has to be fuel specific one. Make sure they're yeah. certified as we well. Got, we got these in front of us. So these are, um, I think these are an Australian made one actually. Were they, um, were they a little, fi- you know, the classic little know, five sorry. liter red ones that people use for their, you know, their yeah. uh, what do you call them? Like lawn mowers and yep, whip snips right. and things like that. So We've got a couple of these. They're usually color coded. You notice too, like they've got like the five liter mark on here is just down below the top, so it allows mm. for expansion, expansion and, and the things fuel like everything that. in there. And they they're designed to sort of operate on. Um, uh, in in hot environments, there it's sort of uh, cater for that expansion mm. of pressure and stuff inside the fuel tank. But they usually you have like red for um, like petrol, yeah. uh, unleaded petrol. Mm. Yellow, I think, for diesel. Yeah. Blue, you have for water. I mean, you don't have to do this. But yeah, it can- it's good to color code. Then you don't have to be sort of opening up. I mean, I know. Um, in the past because we've had these things and forgotten to write on it. And so you're looking at it and you're like, oh, is this is this the premix two-stroke <laughs> that we've got and uh, what is this and can, trying to smell it and see. It's yep. just, nah, just write on it or have colour-coded stuff. It's easy. Yeah, don't, and probably the main thing is don't store it in the same colour container as your water. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. there's two things there. You're going to end up putting water in your fuel tank, which yeah. is bad. Or- Surely not though. Surely I mean, you take the cap off of a jerry can and you get it, it you copper with straight away. You would. You well, wouldn't, yeah. you would, surely wouldn't you open the can of your jerry and just be like, I'm not copping a whiff of fuel. This is suspicious. Like, know. wouldn't your brain do that? Well, you would think so, but I'm not willing to risk yeah, any water true. getting in my diesel engine because that's, that's the end true. of my trip and towing from a remote location is a yeah, yeah. considerable expense. I see and what I'm you're trying saying. to avoid it at all costs. So. That's true. Um, but yeah, color code them. Um, mm. I just have a green. Jerry can, mm. and you can get green water containers as well. But my is yours metal, green it's metal, a, a green metal Jerry can. Yeah. Whereas the water ones that you can buy are um, plastic. Plastic, yeah, yeah. So, I've some. Uh, I've heard of fuel bladders. Oh yeah, and, well, I don't. I, but I don't know anything about them. It's a bit. I was looking at the other day, and water bladders maybe the same. Sort I'm just going to do a, a little bit of googling of, here yeah, while okay. I'm listening to you. Um, maybe heavy duty materials. Um, but yeah, I've I've not heard of them. I guess they can be. I was going to say, I don't know where you'd store them. I was going to say, I guess it's easier to store a soft bladder inside a vehicle, but then you don't mm. really want to be carrying it inside the vehicle anyway, or you're not not allowed to. But yeah, um, that it's could interesting. Be they sort interesting. of look like possibly, from what I can see, um, that like a fuel bladder or a fuel storage bag. They're sort of they look to be made of some sort of canvas or something, but they're all um, like khaki or sandy coloured type, possibly more military style. Yeah, okay. Um, things, but there looks to be like ones for polyurethane and stuff like that. I mean, I guess possibly um, that as an option can give you flexibility if you don't have room, like if you're using a lot of fuel and then you've got a fuel bladder, once it's empty, it packs flat, you can fold it up, you know, from sort of like what we were talking about with the water, the water cells, cells and yeah. things like that. It's can possibly be handy than having these big empty jerry cans and things like that. But I think possibly if you're using a fuel bladder, it may come with a lot of pros, but then how do you anchor it? Like how yeah. do you store it efficiently outside of your vehicle and things like that? I mean, possibly, do you know what? It might be good for roof racks if you do need to put fuel mm. on your roof racks. It might be a better option. If you can store a flat, if uh, were they? I didn't see the pictures here. Oh, there, but sorry. Were they like a flat? Sure. If they're yeah, a flat they're sort bladder, of like a. Looks like you can get different kinds oh, of yeah. ones that are I like, yeah, essentially like a ginormous goon sack. 
<laughs> it's, I think it's twice you've used the word gene. Oh, in this, have I? In this pod, oh, not this episode. What's well, the descriptive other, term? I don't think there's a person in Australia who uh, doesn't it, visualize exactly what, is, what I'm yeah, talking about point. now. Look, I can see. Um, I've not actually heard of these before, but I can see how that would have a use case for that emergency might need thing because I've carried an yeah. empty jerry can. I've strapped it on its side, empty, on my roof rack because oh, they just look like a soft jerry can, right? Yeah. Um, so I've strapped it. On its side, empty on the roof rack, so it's on its side. You wouldn't, mm. you probably wouldn't want to store it on its side with it full of fuel. You kind of want that the breather at the top to allow the yeah. air to escape if it if it needs to. Um, but a fuel bladder, I guess, you could would roll up somewhere. Yeah, and if you needed it, I guess I don't. It'd be interesting to have a look to see what the, what securing options they are. Can you secure it? They flat sort on the of roof some of them had eyelets on them and like D shackles and things like that. So possibly even if you've got a, a cage trailer or something, mm. you could use carabiners and strap it to the inside of your cage trailer. And I don't know, you'd want it obviously on the axle ute end. Would be easy, yeah. On a ute, that's true. Yeah. That'd be really handy, like against the back of the cab. Yeah, but maybe a few small ones on a roof yeah. rack, I suppose. I don't know. If you use like, fuel bladders, let us know because that's, that's really interesting. interesting. I'd, yeah. I'd like to hear more about that yeah. and just why you use them and how you mount them and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think ultimately what like, what are the takeaways? Takeaways. Uh, well, I, I want to say don't load up with too much fuel just because you think you might need it. And and I think we haven't really touched on GVM. Well, we did a little bit, but you got to, with all this extra stuff, you've got to talk, consider your vehicle weight. And even in some of the research I did before this show, they say, take 250 litres of fuel. That's fine. You can do that, but stay within your GVM. Mm-hmm. And like I said, on the weekend, I, I took my car to a scrap metal place and I got a weight with a trailer on it mm-hmm. and I was able to sort of work backwards. And if I took 250 litres of fuel and had my main fuel tank full, I probably wouldn't be able to put- Didn't you I'd say you had like 380 there. kilos left over? Yeah, 380 kilos of power. So, now, I can, so that I, probably gives you 100 kilos or less left over if you're taking 250 litres of fuel with you. Yeah, and then I fill the main fuel tank up and I've mm. got 80 kilos left so I can yeah. get in the car and yeah. then- I mean, these are very rough figures, but then, I, then yeah. I've got to add my fridge and, and my water and all that to it. Really hard to stay under your GVM. Yeah. Um, I have actually had some changes to the suspension, which means I can carry more, but you've got mm. to pay for a, a legal certificate for insurance yeah. purposes that yep. says, yes, you can do that. So yeah. you can upgrade your GVM with certain modifications, but um, it costs money. And staying under the factory GVM is actually really hard. Really hard. So if you just think, oh, just chuck it on the roof just in case, you change the dynamics of the vehicle. And we've touched on this before. I know I, I rattle on about weight all the yeah. time. I'm a lightweight freak. We did. If you want to hear more about the lightweight freak, Ben, talking about vehicle (laughs) weights, you can do that in our. I think we did a Packing Like a Minimalist episode. Yeah. Is the blog, is the title of, oh, not a blog, sorry, title of that episode. I think Um, it was back in the single digit episodes. You get passionate about weight. Anyway. It's, it's important though because it's not just yeah, for it me; it's for the other users totally. on the road. So yeah, the, so don't just load up on on fuel. Think, mm-hmm. oh, I can get a soft two hundred liter fuel bladder and I can store it on the roof. It's going to affect the dynamics of your car. You're going to use extra fuel, yeah, because you're carrying two hundred extra kilos of weight, mm. um, and you're kind of offsetting what you're carrying it for in mm. within in a way. Ultimately. So I'd say take away, do a lot of research around where you're going. Um, if you've only got short stints where you might need to carry extra fuel, consider an emergency empty jerry can or it'd be great to find out more about those soft fuel bladders because mm. they're a compact thing to store somewhere as a just-in case. Mm. So you've got a leg of your trip where you're like, oh, I've got 900 Ks or, or I've got 800 Ks in, in my instance, but it's off-road sandy tracks. So I'm probably going to need extra fuel. 
in that instance, having an emergency thing would be good. But for the rest of the trip, yeah, I'm all good. I'm only you know 400 k's between between fuel stops, so I don't yeah. need to carry extra fuel in. If it's outback tracks, you know, most of the the Udnadatta track, Birdsville track, um, you know, across the Nullarbor, all those sort of things, you've got enough fuel stops mm. to get there anyway. You don't need to yeah carry all that extra weight and strain on your vehicle. Mm. That's my takeaway. That's from takeaway. White. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. So Sony GVM storage of fuel, ventilated location. Check with your, you know, the. Um, I'm trying to think of the word. Regulating, the reg- authority. regulating authorities. Yeah, something along that. Regulatory. Check leg- state legislation. Check state legislation about mm-hmm. where you can carry it because you can't put it in impact zones on the mm-hmm. car. In some instances, so front of the car is no good. Don't put jerry cans on the front because it's an impact zone. If you hit someone else, you hit yeah. them with full jerry cans. Um, don't try and avoid carrying it inside the cab as much as you can. Yeah. Um, and if you have to, just check once again how much you're legally allowed to carry it and how you can do it safely so that it's ventilated as long as it's in a ventilated space. Yeah. Other takeaways, I think I think I've rattled on enough. I think you have. That's a lot of takeaways there. Yeah. Well, let us know if you've got – Things to add to this, we'd love to hear about it. Oh, we should actually say we have we haven't talked about LPG here. This is fuel for cars. Yes. If you are interested in storage and transport of LPG, we just did yeah, or, an episode or fuel in terms of liquid fuel, liquid fuel stoves, stoves and yeah. cooking and things like that. We did an episode not long ago. I mm-hmm. don't know what the number is, but um, check back on that because we do cover off a bit more on the safety around LPG and transport of LPG. We didn't yep. do that in this episode, and we kind of doubled up a little bit on some stuff we talked today about that one as little in bit, that yeah. one as well. So mm-hmm. apologies if you feel like you're hearing double, um, but it is an important thing and yep, something absolutely. you can probably end up getting very stressed about if you do a lot of research. So if you have got some experience, something to add for all of our listeners who are out there doing outback trips and want to um, know more about how they can safely transport fuel, get to their destination without headaches um, and not carry too much, please jump on the Facebook group, The Snowy's Camping Show. Ask to join the group if you haven't been there before. Love to hear your feedback. If you know anything about those soft fuel bladders, we'd love to know more about that too. Totally. And as Laura mentioned at the start of the show, if you haven't already, subscribe to our channel by YouTube or your favourite podcast app. Thanks for watching. Thanks, We'll see you next time. Catch you next week. Bye.